I got questions from the things they didn't tell us to the stuff we still don't know. All the lies they concocted, I'm discovering answers and I'm letting you know. I got questions. I won't be held down. I got questions. And yes, the answers will be found. Oh yeah, I'm asking because I want to expand my mind. You can call me nosy, but I bet these answers I'ma find. My inquiry leads to what discovery? So come on and get some answers with me. Hey, this is Charlene Akua Rose Feather saying what's up to my melanated family and our allies. And welcome to I've Got Questions, the podcast where we have real conversations about house business, old wives' tales, flat out lies, and misconceptions. I'm a coach, a speaker, and a motivational teacher, and I'm sharing these conversations to empower you so you can move intentionally in your purpose. Sometimes I'll invite company over, and other times you get to hear from me. But either way, we're going to get these questions answered, y'all. And the question for today is... Is it pronounced selfish or self-care? I was having a conversation with somebody and I told them a story that I'm about to tell you and I just want to share some tidbits from that conversation because I know it's something that we need to hear. So I was telling her about a time when my kids were very young um, and we lived wherever we lived. It didn't matter. There was this, this happened several times throughout their childhood and when they were young I did a lot of sacrificing and I sacrificed time I sacrificed pleasure you know enjoyable things I sacrificed and I did this uh, because I wanted to to be just you know perfectly blunt and perfectly to the point but there were some times when I would get a hankering for one of my favorite snacks whatever it was whether it was some chocolate whether it was something you know, soda, back then when I drank soda, whether it was whatever it was, I got a hankering for my favorite thing. And in that moment, I wanted it all to myself. And so I didn't hide things from my kids. And so they would be getting ready to go to bed. And you know how it is sometimes when the kids are stalling, they know it's their bedtime. They know they're supposed to be in the bed, but they got 1500 questions. Mama, did you remember to? Mama, I gotta have. Mama, can I go? Mama, did you? Mama, she hit me. Mama, he hit. Whatever. They got 1500 things that they gotta talk to you about all of a sudden just because it's bedtime. And so during one of these moments when I got a hankering for my favorite snack, I've already purchased it. I'm planning on enjoying it in my space, my own time. But my kids keep coming with all of these different questions. So I would say to them, would you please go to bed because I have a snack I want to eat and I do not want to share. (laughs) Now, to provide some context, my kids and I have always had uh, what I will call an untraditional relationship. I didn't do a lot of, you know, I didn't do a lot of the things that a lot of people are probably used to doing with their kids. I, I spoke openly and honest with them. I gave them permission to speak freely as long as it was done in a way that was respectful and uh you know just just gave them that permission so me being able to say that to them was indicative of the relationship that i had cultivated with them and of course when i would tell that to them they were just like what you got mama that's not fair okay that's fine fair or not fair go to bed um (laughs) 
but I wanted to have my snack and I had sacrificed whatever I had sacrificed and in this particular instance whatever that snack was I can't even remember what the snack was at this time I wanted it to myself and one of the reasons that people are shocked when they hear me say that to them is because that's just not what mamas are supposed to do. I'm doing air quotes, but you can't see me. Mamas are not quote, quote, supposed to do that. We are supposed to give our all to our kids, pour out to our kids, share everything with our kids because those are our babies and we love them and we just want to give them everything. And so when I tell people that story, they are just like jaw dropping like, girl, you didn't share with them kids. And I will say, I most certainly did not. Why? Because in that moment, with that budget that I had, that was a moment of self-care. Because I wouldn't just be eating the snack. I would be sitting in quiet, or I would be watching some random movie or whatever. Or I would be reading a book, or I would be on the phone. Whatever it was, it was a moment where I got to fully step into the role of woman and not just as a mother. I had to allow myself a space of self-care and that's the way I self-cared. That's the way I cared for myself. And it looks to some, and it looked in that moment to some, as being selfish. Well, here's the thing that I want to say. Sometimes we got to do some stuff that's outside of the ordinary, outside of the norm, or that seems a little selfish in order to take care of ourselves, especially if we're one of those people who are pouring out for everybody else. And in that time in my life, I was doing just that. Not only was I a single mother, I was also employed at a nine to five where my job required being there for other people. I was also very active in my church in several different uh, ministries at the church, and they all required being there for other people. I was also, you know, a part of a friend group where there were many times where I was called upon to be there for other people. And if you were to put my life on a scale, you know, one of those scales where you got the little chain at the top and you got the two like plate thingies and you put something in one plate, and if it's heavier than the thing that you put in the other plate, the heavier thing will drop lower. Well, if you were to put my life and my responsibilities and my outpouring on one plate and you were to put the in, whatever was coming into me on the other side, oh, that side with the pouring out would just thud as it hit the ground because of the weight of it. I was doing so much giving and not a whole lot of receiving not a whole lot of self-care. And I have to tell you, it wasn't intentional. It didn't become intentional for me until some years later, but I just knew that it was something I needed to do. And so many times, a lot of us are happy to pour out and give. You'll hear people, I've heard people say it. This is, 
this is this is this uh, keeps me going you know helping other people and being there for other people this keeps me going and when I hear that a red flag always flashes before my eyes alarm bells start to ring and I become concerned because if this is what keeps you well doing for other people that is a symbol a signal and a sign that something is missing from your life and the only way we'll even get to that is if we start being more aware of ourselves, and we can't do that if we're so involved and engaged in other activities we've got to take care of ourselves and it's not taking care of ourselves the only is the only re- the, the reason to take care of ourselves goes extends beyond being able to know ourselves taking care of ourselves gives us a chance to press pause on every role that we assume in our life Pressing pause and taking care of ourselves helps us to prioritize ourselves. And so many of us who are givers have sung that song that's like, I just want somebody to be there for me. I just want somebody to come through for me the way I come through for them. Well, guess what? Guess who's the first person who needs to come through for you? Uh Uh-huh, that would be you. You have to be the first person to come through for you, and that means self-care. What does self-care mean? Well, some people think, oh, I go to the uh, nail shop every weekend and I go get my nails done. Well, that might be self-care if you're in the nail shop and you're fully present in the moment while they're filing your nails and clipping off this and, you know, uh, putting a little polish on that and putting your hands in the little machine and putting your toes in the water. If you are fully present in that moment and not multitasking on your phone or your computer or talking to your friend who got there about the next thing that you got to do business-wise or ministry-wise or community organization-wise or parent, you know, responsibility-wise. If you're multitasking, you are not in self-care. Your feet are in the water, but you are not in self-care. Self-care means whatever activity you're doing, you are fully in that moment. You are taking time to be present in that space, in that place, no matter what it is that you are doing. If you're taking a walk and you're walking, and of course you're being alert and aware of different things around you because you're out and about, but if you are fully present in that moment and that's all you're doing, your mind is engaged in looking at what's going on around you and focusing on making sure that you are just, you know, soaking in some of the rays and listening every once in a while for a bird to chirp or some sign of nature, something that you had nothing to do with being there, a tree that's super, super tall that you had nothing to do with its planting. If you are in that moment, then you are engaged in self-care. If you are sitting and you are binge watching your favorite shows and you're fully present in that moment, you're not also multitasking, answering text messages, looking up on social media to see who responded to the thing that you put out there and looking at your emails to see if that one email came through. That's not self-care. You have to take time, regular time for yourself. I recommend doing something every day. But you got to start somewhere. So if your self-care starts with you doing something once a month, as long as your goal is to gradually get to the point where you can do something every day, then I'm all for it. I support you fully. But you got to do what you have to do to engage in caring for yourself. Think about yourself as somebody outside of yourself. Let me explain. You'll come through for your best friend your neighbor, your family member, your loved one, your romantic partner, your people at your job, 
the people at your church. You'll come through for them because it's them and you care about them and you want to make sure that they get from you what they need. I want you to start imagining yourself as if you're one of them. Start referring to yourself in the third person and then telling yourself, oh, you know what? Akua needs some time today. I think I'm going to go spend some time with Akua. I think I'm going to go spend some time with Karen. Karen would be you. I think I'm going to go ahead and spend some time with Terry. Terry needs some time today. And when you make the decision to be there for yourself, be there for yourself. Prioritize it the same way you would prioritize when so-and-so call and say they need your help. You don't let anything stop you from getting to so-and-so and offering them some help. So I'm, 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 I'm asking, I'm begging, I'm imploring, I'm advising, I'm encouraging, I'm telling you prioritize yourself in the same way. When you say you're going to be there for self, when you're going to care for self, do not let anything deter you. Go with the same motivation and the same determination that you would if it was somebody else. Why? Because you are, I'm going to say this, hold hold on to your horses because here it comes. You are more important to you than they are. And if you're not, You should be. Taking care of yourself, and what some of you may be expecting me to say is that taking care of yourself helps you to be there for other people. I'm not going to say that. Although I firmly believe in the airplane rule, I'm going to insert something before that. Taking care of yourself is for you. Taking care of yourself is for you. Prioritizing your self-care is for you. Why? Because the more you run, the more you go, the more you give, the more you be, the more you do, the more you pour out, that means means your body, the less time you have time for yourself and your body starts to bear the weight of that. Your soul starts to bear the weight of that. Your mind starts to bear the weight of that. You're you're all of you on a cellular level. That means down into the deep parts of who you are. It's registering that you are not pouring into yourself. It's registering that you are not as important to yourself as other people. That's registering. And so you put that out there and that's why people read that and then they don't think to prioritize you and allow you to prioritize yourself over them. They think, oh no, you gotta come through for me because you always do. So being there for yourself is for you. Now they're going to benefit somewhere, somehow, some way, but you gotta be there for yourself because you want to allow for your body to rest. Resting does not just come when you go to sleep at night. Resting can happen while you're sitting quietly. Resting can happen while you're on your break at work. Resting can happen while you sometimes, sometimes, of course, while you walking, while you at the gym, but resting can happen sometimes while you driving home, uh, on your way home from work or on your way to work. Resting, taking care of yourself, prioritizing yourself. It's for you. Come up with activities that are outside of driving home from work. That is for some people a woo-saw moment. It is a self-care moment for some people. And I say ride that sucker out if that's, if that's yours. Develop additional tools. If you don't have a tool, develop a tool where you can take a moment and breathe. It is not healthy for you to neglect yourself. 
Yes, those other people will benefit as you start to care for yourself because you'll have more patience. You'll have more grace. You'll be more more calm. You won't have that internal, you know, scribble scrabble happening on the inside. So when they ask you something, you kind of pop off of Adam and then you apologize later. You got to take care of yourself. It's for you more than it is for them. And sometimes it may make you feel like you're being selfish, but I promise you selfish has been give, has been given a bad reputation because in this context, there is absolutely nothing wrong with being selfish because if you can't care for yourself, then you decrease your capacity to be there for other people. That's where y'all's airplane rule comes in. If you can't care for yourself, you decrease your capacity to be there for other people. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. I want to know how do you take care of yourself and how do you feel when you take care of yourself and when's the last time you prioritize taking care of yourself. Prioritize means you planned 30 minutes and you took the whole 30. You didn't budget your time because somebody else asked for some of it. When's the last time you did that? I want to hear from you. I appreciate you for sitting with me during this time. I thank you so much. Take care of yourself. And I'll talk with you later. Peace. Thank you for hanging with me on I Got Questions. Today's discussion is just the beginning. The next part is up to you. Take this conversation into your community with your families, your friends, your church, wherever you go. Discover more answers and ask some questions of your own. And hey, keep me in the conversation. Visit my website at charlenerfeathers.org and click the contact me page. If we keep asking and answering questions, we'll keep moving forward. Till next time, peace out, y'all.